0: It's a very long story that we've heard tonight. It stretches back to the very dawn of creation. And we've heard the story episode by episode as it unfolds God's generous approach to humanity. God made this world good, very good, and he made us especially good, because he made us in his own image and destined us for communion with him above all the other creatures he had made. And we destroyed that. How we did it is enshrined in very deep mystery, but we have lived the ravages of that fallenness ever since. But despite all that we have done against God, in his infinite mercy, he has reached out to us. He reached out to the man Abraham and told him, I am not like those other gods. Let me into your life and I will transform it. Abraham obeyed and became the father of many nations, our father in faith. God reached out to the people of Israel in their slavery and delivered them into freedom and offered them a covenant and said, If you will be my people, then you must learn to live a certain way according to my law, and you must learn to worship a certain way that is free from idolatry and sin. And they failed time and again. But God never failed them. And in the course of the ages, God sent the prophets who helped the people of Israel understand that the law and the worship was simply the beginning of an unfolding revelation that God wanted them to know him Deeply, and to love him fully. And in the fullness of time, as we know, that revelation of God was made personal in the incarnation of God's Word, in the person of Jesus Christ, who came to give us a true revelation of the Father and the Father's love for us and to suffer all that human sin and depravity could inflict upon him, yet never disobey the father and allow himself to enter the very depths of human depravity, allowed himself to die. Tonight we celebrate the resurrection It's a story we've heard countless times before and I fear that all of us have a tendency to get a little too used to it, to domesticate it, so that we lose sight of how incredibly awesome it is. How to those women who were the first witnesses of it, it was terrifying. It was unbelievable. It was also exhilarating. And I fear that for us, it may simply be another Easter. So how can we capture the power of their experience in our own hearts and lives? Well, first of all, we can read the accounts, read them carefully and hear in them the intensity of joy and fear at what they were experiencing. And in that careful, heartfelt reading, maybe we can come to a greater experience in our own lives of the true power of the resurrection that is offered to us in the Church through the sacraments. Jesus Christ is risen, and we celebrate that resurrection tonight and for many days after, because it's so easy for us to get used to it, to dumb it down, to make it ordinary. And we need these days to truly dedicate ourselves to see the resurrection for what it truly is, It is the recreation of the entire universe. It is our redemption. It is the annihilation of sin and death and evil. It is God saving us. Tonight, we have the opportunity to grab hold of that offer of God's salvation. By the renewal of our baptismal vows, by our recommitment tonight to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, to be a faithful follower of his Father, and to enter deeply into the communion of the Holy Spirit through the Church and its great ministry to us of the sacraments of the Word of God and of Christian service. Let us dedicate ourselves tonight to be true Christians, tonight and tomorrow and every day after. Because Jesus Christ is risen and our lives will never be the same. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.